All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Biebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Daily Faceoff Podcast. This is not Brock Segan. This is uh this is D and Biebs. We've taken over. Brock has gone and got, he's getting married. So uh the boys are stepping in for a very special season seven episode 12 episode d how you doing today uh i'm doing good you yeah. know uh missing brock but he's finally having his big momentous day about a year and a half in the in the making yeah and if you ask him it's like the 18th time they've rescheduled so yeah good that it's in yeah they're getting it done you know obviously we miss him tonight but yeah. all the best to brock and the future mrs daily face off yeah that's uh she's actually she wanted to hyphenate it make it daily right. face off slash her last name right. or hyphen her last name and brock put his foot down so she is officially miss daily face off yeah, she's just rose dfo now yeah um and <laughs> she's really excited for that um also we are we are very surprised that someone has fallen in love with brock so yeah. um so good yeah but good on him yeah absolutely but <laughs> she's, um, a, she's a sweet yeah. lass and uh we wish him all the best <laughs> absolutely and uh and a lifetime of happiness but believe it or not uh, I couldn't believe this. Actually, the NHL doesn't stop to take a break when when Brock 
takes a day off so yeah i uh i'm half expecting on his wedding day he's just walking down the aisle might have to stop rip over to his little tablet or laptop set a goalie and then yeah. go right back to walking down um that'd be super brock so yeah. uh oh, i'm gonna make sure that I, i'm out of the house and he has to do that at exactly that point absolutely yeah Saturday, yeah so. get get someone to uh <laughs> to let you know when he's walking and then that that's the time for brock to set goalies but yeah league's still going fantasy's still going we're finally starting to get in the thick of things and can finally start you know, not just guessing at shit and saying we actually have enough numbers to yeah. extrapolate stuff now. And um, as we all know, the show absolutely must go on, especially shows about fantasy hockey. So uh, we'll get into it. We're going to talk about um, some waiver wire pickups, of course, the bread and butter of this podcast. Um, B&B. Yeah, we'll get into it uh, just like we did last week. We're going to look at some guys uh, in the sub 50 range that we think should be pushed up and above and at least for the moment. Uh, should probably be rostered uh, in, uh, you know, standard 12-team leagues. Uh, and then we'll go a little bit further down, sub 40, 30, 20, and, and 10%, and look at some options for some deeper leagues as well. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go into a segment that, Beavs, I named earlier without telling you goalie surprise. Ooh, that's a goalie surprise to me, <laughs> so here we are. Uh, and we're just going to go over a few uh, surprising starts to the season from some NHL goaltenders. Uh, and we'll take a look uh, and see basically which ones that uh, we like to bet on continuing this hot start and riding the momentum and uh which ones we also think are going to continue their very poor starts uh and might be running themselves out of fantasy relevance uh sometime soon and then of course we'll uh wrap it all up with some weekend streamers get you guys set for the weekend and uh, hopefully help you swing your matchups this week yeah um, um before we get going on that though one thing we should talk about probably a pretty big deal drop today um vegas golden knights trading for Ugh. jack eichel um, as far as fantasy goes, I don't think we have to worry too much about Eichel this year. Is no year. one else allowed to trade for star talent anymore? No, it's not. It's Vegas. I think Bettman's put his foot down. Vegas is his baby, so he's just been like, hey, if, you're, <laughs> if your guy's above this talent grade, cannot go anywhere but the Golden Knights. It just feels like any time a star player becomes slightly available on the market, they're the only ones that can figure out how to put a package together. I understand they you know, draft picks and prospects when they came in out of their expansion draft, but good lord is it was uh, that like ever like the least surprising move that, that we've seen i was pumped like seeing other teams start <laughs> like they're talking about they're like oh so and so might be in um as of last night kevin weeks was saying that maybe calgary was in on it in a matthew to chuck deal um and it was exciting just to be like holy shit he might not go to vegas but yeah, uh vegas has been waiting yeah. a really really long time for a player of that caliber okay yeah they've their fans have really had to put up with a lot losing in the finals <laughs> one year and the conference finals another year it's been tough it's been a tough tough ride for the fans so i'm glad they're finally getting the superstar that they need yeah, finally something for vegas golden knights fans to celebrate absolutely um <laughs> that trade again bringing peyton krebs over to buffalo and our boy alex tuck um f friend of the show <laughs> was fantasy he's gonna, relevant he's gonna need he's gonna need his friends right he's now gonna so need he's probably a lot reach of friends. Out. yeah um so we're gonna try to talk honestly to, talk to talk. as far from a fantasy perspective we'll see what happens there once he gets healthy i i feel like he can move into a larger role than he's ever seen in vegas uh and still fire the puck a lot like we always love so uh yeah i, I would think that he could probably at least be relevant from a goal production standpoint but um yeah certainly uh, you know in terms of uh achievements in the league and, and winning things as a team it's it's certainly a, a pretty sizable downturn for him yeah yeah it's a it's a bit of change as well as also the after game life is a little bit different out in buffalo gonna be pretty cold compared to vegas um i think you're right though all they really have out there right now is seemingly victor olofsson who could score yeah and he's gone down like he does every year because victor olofsson's been in the league three years he's gotten injured three years 
Um, so when he goes down, they need a little bit of extra firepower. We've seen Rasmus Asplund step in, some other people like that. Um, so Alex Tuck, you're right, could just be in a great position. Never really been able to move up that lineup, so it's yeah. uh, it's good to see. Maybe something nice can come out of Buffalo. They are they are a surprise so far this year. So um, I think they're a surprise for everyone that even Craig Anderson's fantasy relevant. So um, pretty bonkers. <laughs> 48 years old craig anderson um that craig anderson yeah he's actually 40 i i lied love it um but yeah with all that trade talk out of the way we'll get into some waiver talk because uh you're not gonna find jack eichel on many waivers well, you um, might on some. Well, actually probably will and oh, maybe leagues. a couple weeks ago um yeah and uh i think they have a four-week timetable i don't know how that lines up we'll have to look into that in future episodes see if it is possible for jack to come back and uh if it doesn't it is, sound great for redraft leagues yeah but... especially with an injury like that i mean Certainly, I, I think it's it. worth um, a speculative ad if you have the space, if you have the IR spot and you have it to burn, uh, and he is available in redraft leagues. I think it's it's worth the ad because if he does ever play, you know he's obviously going to be a must own uh, at that point in time. But we'll see. Yeah, that's going to be scary. Uh, but yeah, without further ado, let's get into a little waiver wire action. Uh, Beebs, why don't you kick us off here? Um, we're going to take a trip to Hollywood right now and talk about. Uh, Friend of the show? He's been mentioned before. Yeah, he's been mentioned. Um, come meet me in the West Coasty. Um, we are going to Anaheim, as he mentioned. A uh, couple, couple really fantasy-relevant names going on out there, but no one more than Troy Terry. For those of you who aren't really paying attention to, to, to Anaheim, go give Troy Terry stats a look um, and get ready to have your eyes pop out he's of your head. He's on a four-goal goal streak, five it, goals in that span. Yep. Um, a nine-game point streak because of the first game of the year, he played eight minutes before getting quote-unquote injured missed one game and has come back just on a tear seven goals five assists in 10 games this year troy terry is currently only 43 percent owned in yahoo leagues that's uh honestly crazy any league that's in my opinion at this moment basically eight teams or more you pretty much should have troy terry at the bottom of your roster especially with what he's doing line one power play one attached to the hip of a couple guys that he's going to talk about later and a couple guys who have been known to just you know, beat one of them is one of the well now officially the greatest points getter in Anaheim history, uh, Mr. Ryan Getzlav. That's a nice little dish man to have attached to your hip. Troy Terry, the shooter there, twenty one shots in ten games. I think he can almost improve on that because the first couple games he he had one shot in his first three. So since then, almost three shots a game. Um, at at twenty four years old, it's not really out of the blue. Terry put up twenty points in forty eight games last year, and he really was kind of at the bottom bottom six to start the year. They started to play with it a little bit later in the year, put him up, and he turned into an option um, actually as the playoff time came around if you really needed to stream on a Friday or a Sunday and you're, you were desperate. But as mentioned, it's not like this is a rookie season, something that's just coming out of the blue. He's over a point per game when he played in the AHL. That's 57 games, so that's that's nothing to, to squawk at. Um, that's very proven, and, and the AHL, as we've talked about many times on the show before, it's it's pretty tough to get over a point per game in that league. Yeah. Um, you know, very very development league, and then also over a point per game in the NCAA while playing for three years. Another league that's been well known that it's tough to get over a point per game again. So it just shows that this guy has scored at every level. Um, as he's going right now, there's not really a hotter hand in the NHL that you can grab. Um, I'm I'm very high on him right now, and and while he is hot, grab him ride it um if he gets moved off that line you know you're, he doesn't you don't owe him shit he doesn't owe you a thing um well actually you might owe him a few if he if he wins you a few weeks sure. owe him a beer or two but uh yeah i love troy terry uh, plays right wing left wing and uh as long as he's getting over 20 minutes of ice which he has in his last three games 
Um, he's a nice little addition. So they're giving him all all the all the the reins to put up numbers, and he's doing exactly that. Yeah, like you said, definitely not out of the blue. It feels like we've been waiting on him for a few years now to kind of break through. He was, you know, definitely hyped up. I want to say uh, he was a world junior guy too. Maybe, I, from I'm the sure US. he was. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely, um, like States, I said, though, highly yeah. touted. It was pretty hyped up when he did come through uh, a few years ago. Um, and then yeah, it's just kind of been you know, a slow start. He's had a little bit of trouble staying healthy in that span. I think he's been scratched a fair amount, obviously as a young player coming up, he's bounced up and down a bit. Um, and yeah, it's obviously the team hasn't been great, but they're off to a really great start this season, especially that top line. Like you said though, 12 points in 10 games uh, and just looks really great overall. Average time on ice still under 60 minutes, but like you said, the last three games, it's really been trending upwards. Um, obviously being on this kind of heater, you expect things like his shooting percentage to be inflated. It is at 33%. Yeah. Uh, his on ice looks pretty good. It's just thirteen percent, not crazy high. Um, you know yeah, that goes down a bit. He's off. not putting up a point per game, and you're yeah. still you're still fine with that. But again, that's that's a thirteen yeah, point uh, whatever on ice shooting percentage to help him be over a point per game while averaging less than sixty minutes a night, right? So yeah, that there's, there's, bump in ice time can definitely offset any regression he sees uh, in that regard. And he has been shooting the puck more the last few games as well. Again, that's obviously going to happen with more ice time too. So. Uh, a lot of good signs from Troy Terry early on, and yeah, pretty crazy to see because, like I said, he's yeah. been pretty hyped up for a few I years now. Haven't heard anything about it either. Yeah. I uh, I honestly went to pick him up about two weeks ago, a little little flex on my part, beat beat some people to it. But um, went to go pick him up, and he was owned in another league that we're in, and I was like, why the hell is Troy Terry owned? I'm grabbing him for a one night. Oh my, he's over yeah. a point per game. Yeah. Um, absolutely mind-blowing yeah, yeah that whole that whole yeah. top line really um off to a fantastic start yeah. and like you said definitely going under the radar right now um we'll go right into my first one here adam henrique winds alert um yeah i love to talk about adam henrique on this podcast any any chance that we get uh and like terry he's off to a really great start this season nine points through his first 11 games he's got 28 shots on goal uh, in that span and he's shooting uh, well within his career average uh at 14.3 percent uh on ice shooting percentage a little bit below Terry's at 12 and a half percent. And again, shooting the puck a lot, playing a ton of minutes uh, with Getzlav and Terry. That lines looked fantastic at 5v5 from a possession standpoint. They're almost at 60% uh, in terms of shot attempts for. Uh, and like I said, the on ice shooting percentage well within reason. So I'm not sure if they can continue to play at this level, but they're playing fantastic right now. The underlying numbers. Uh, you know, totally back up yeah. really everything that we're seeing. Like I said, maybe a bit of overproduction there. Uh, but honestly, I, I think it's pretty fair value for uh, what, they're, what they've shown to this point. So Henrique at 46%. Uh, center still has the left wing eligibility too. Uh, like you said, Terry dual wing, I think he was at 43% owned. Yep. Uh, and then Ryan Getzlav, obviously the third member of that line. I think he's actually playing the wing on that line right Which now. is crazy. Who would yeah. have thought? Henrique know. down the middle. Speaking about 48-year-old oh, Craig Anderson, we got 48-year-old Ryan Getzlav also. Yeah, I'm wrong. He is down the middle, which obviously makes more sense. And then Henrique is, is playing uh, the left wing. Do you, uh, do you see his point to the night when he got it? It was a secondary assist. And they had like the camera angle from basically like, the goaltenders yeah. thing and all the boys coming off the bench jumping him pretty cool yeah um ryan Gatslav, canadian legend so we gotta love him um and yeah he's got 10 points in 11 games obviously <laughs> not surprising to see that nine of those 10 points are assists yep. he is actually shooting the puck a lot this year though he's got 30 shots in those 11 games again just goes to show how well that line is playing at 5v5 right now uh and yeah as you know again we're gonna talk about it. he's got the perfect the whole anaheim team too we're gonna talk about them during the weekend stream as they play friday sunday this weekend so especially for this weekend and i do think for the foreseeable future as long as this line keeps 
uh, producing like they are at 5v5, I, I think gets that. Uh, his worth of pickup, you just you don't really find someone who plays that much top power play unit 19, 20 minutes a night. Uh, and now, like I said, on a line that's clicking, that you don't find that on the wire too often. It makes sense that he's still there because he's 36 years old. People yeah. are really skeptical. Obviously, the goals are never really going to be there, but he can definitely uh, really help pad your assist totals. So uh, I like Getzlav a lot. He's just 32% owned, straight center eligibility. So again, uh, that and his age is probably combined what's helping keep the own percentage low, though. So uh, I'd say take advantage while he's still there because if this line keeps producing like they are and they keep, uh, you know, out controlling and out possessing teams at 5v5, I think they're going to continue to do well all season long. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with these Friday nights, there's there's really not that many games on. So you might end up watching an Anaheim game. Getzlav's probably one of the more exciting guys to watch out there because he's just a horse um, yeah. in, in, in all the positive um, ways, I'll, I'll say that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So he makes a nice little ad. Makes it a little fun. I feel like Anaheim is always playing on Fridays, which is, uh, yeah, that's why we're always going, yeah. going to the Anaheim pool. Um, but one common theme kind of with the guys this week, are, uh, especially at least for me, is that someone has to score on these teams, and we always kind of talk about that. But um, I think that really applies to the Anaheim. Yeah, and like I said, to boot, they're actually really outplaying their opposition yeah. right now too. So, uh, yeah, and like you said, it totally applies because they're going to be seeing all those opportunities. They're playing together on the power play unit as well. So I think all three of those guys, Getzlav, Henrique, and, and Terry, are definitely worthy of a pickup right now. Um, I'll go with my next one right now. I, I, this is the last one I think that we got in that sub-50% category, but more or less just want to tee you up for this one, Beebs. Bowen Byram, Ooh. 46% owned and climbing by the day. He's got three goals, five assists uh, in nine games this season. That's eight points in nine games, 17 shots on goal in that span, averaging 20.55. But, of course, that has been shooting up the last uh, few games or so in the absence of Kale McCarr. Uh, the last four games, he's played 26 minutes, 23 minutes, 22 minutes, and 25 minutes of ice. Obviously playing on that top power play unit as well. The thing is, all of his productions come at 5-5 this year. So I really like Byram, obviously, in the interim while Makar is out and he's still playing on that top power play unit. But I do think that he can be one of those rare defensemen that can return value without playing on the top power play unit this season just because he's going to continue to play probably on that top pair at 5v5 at the very least he'll be playing a ton of minutes with some great forwards in front of him and he's creating a lot of chances at 5v5 i think that's gonna be enough to keep him relevant along with the second pp time and then of course if makar ever misses any more time he becomes one of the best fantasy defensemen owned in the league at that point just with the weapons around him on the power play yeah i actually have well makar's out i i think bowen byram is a d1 on teams well just watching last night six shots on goal 25 plus minutes two goals and and we're not talking like shots from the point that just fluked in we're talking just absolute bombs including one with 20 seconds left while McCarr's out which they're saying is until at least next Thursday with that upper body injury this is someone you're plugging into your roster right now and I don't care what other d-man you own you're probably going to want him there another thing that was kind of nice boating well for him he was playing with McCarr actually a couple games in the season they're obviously very hurt in Colorado yeah. Devin Taze will take that spot but at the same time they have four spots that are almost fantasy relevant in their defense pairings and I think Byram's that fourth guy there he's proven it if you 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 can't give him any less minutes after what he's been doing out there um D actually said something before the show that that got me so excited that I think I fist bumped the fridge um he said that you might think that Makar's a almost more you might Byram. Become, yeah, sorry, Byram's might almost become more than Makar. And, and watching last night, I, I, I kind of saw it. And, and Makar is just not even – he hasn't even reached his pinnacle yet. I think I tweeted last night, we have a second coming, and we haven't even seen yeah. number eight get, get even close to there yet. 
Um, I, it's just coming almost unfair at this point that Colorado's getting another guy like this and that he's stepping into the role so quick because we've watched a lot of highly touted D-men make it to the show, even Darlene, um, and not necessarily dominate the as far as points go, right. as far as just controlling the puck goes. And we're really seeing that happen. Um, I feel bad because last week I came on and said, you know, Colorado's going to get some health. Don't go crazy for Byram, but we're just seeing the injury bug go nuts with them. Yeah. And if it's going to continue, as well as this COVID shit that's going on through every team, um, Byram's going to continue to be someone you could play. I, I don't want to steal your points, Steve, but you mentioned a great one. Samuel Gerard last year, we watched him just become incredibly fantasy relevant. Yeah. Like, incredibly, to the point where people were sell, selling him ridiculously high. Um, by mid-season point, and then when he kept, was yeah, at, yeah, and he kept that value um, when Makar came back. But uh, but yeah, so I think we're almost watching that come again. And, and yeah. I do think Byram can leapfrog Gerard definitely in terms Absolutely. of fantasy value. Yeah. I, I think, like I said, we, even with Makar back, the five v five production that Byram has shown is, like I said, it's been incredible so far. And I I definitely think that they can keep him fantasy relevant, even if he's just seen a yeah. time on that second. And there's play no reason why they they're not going to keep Makar and Byram together now. Yeah. Um, they've shown they can work, and if you can put Taze with um, with Gerard. Gerard, and then you can have the Johnson and Johnson line. Just wanted yeah. to say that <laughs> um, you have a very very good six. You also have Ryan Murray somewhere in there that you got to fit. So I think the Johnson and Johnson line becomes the Johnson and Murray, Murray line. Yeah, sure. Um, but at the same time, that's a very solid top six, and that's. Um, I mean, if you're Colorado, you can put Makar and Byram out there. Yeah. The other team's never going to touch the puck. Yeah. And I, I really don't think his – I mean, maybe his minutes go down a little bit, but I, I feel like he's still going to be on that top pair, and he's still going to be playing a, a ton, a ton of minutes. And, yeah, I think he's just going to – like I said, maybe it's just a, an easy leap to make that, like I, like I told you before the show, I think he could potentially be very soon a better all-around defenseman than Kale Makar just because he has the, the bigger frame to go along with all that, that skill and speed as well. But – uh yeah, but just when he's you watch a him play, feisty motherfucker. Yeah, and he's a, he's just he's a to force fight everyone. There. He uh, when when you watch Colorado play, your your eyes drawn to him, which is pretty difficult to do with uh, all the other talent uh, that's out there. Um, and not that this guy fits into that category of the other talent that's out there, but uh, certainly someone that's fun to watch Sneaky as well. Sneaky points. Nazem Kadri. I want to just talk about here quickly as well, Beebs, as we move into the it. sub forty range here. Um. I think one thing that's really changed for Kadri this year that makes me feel better about rostering him uh, over the course of the season, even though he still carries that straight center eligibility, uh, he's playing a lot of minutes. Uh, I think we talked about it, if not last week, the week before, how that top six is really starting to dominate the ice there. It's, we're seeing a heavy and uh, a bigger and bigger split, I guess, and you know that definition between the top and bottom six in Colorado. He's playing 19 minutes a night. Uh, even with McKinnon back now, the last two nights he's got 21 minutes and 20 minutes of ice time. Um, they love playing him just all situations. You talked about how good he is and how reliable he is on the dot. He's been over 50% each of the last five seasons. Yep, um, not losing that spot yeah. anytime quick. And the biggest thing, too, he's playing on the top power play unit right now. Hopefully he stays there when yep. Rantanen comes back. Comfer's obviously a threat to take that spot as well, so that'll be the one big thing to watch. Uh, but yeah, he's playing so much right now and Comfer's playing so much. That second line is doing a lot of damage at 5v5 too. Um, so Arjo Comfer is on the top line yeah, right now. Yeah, Comfer's actually a sneaky, right. sneaky pick. Um, right, so either way, once yeah. Rantanen comes back, I think that second line gets a little bit better. Maybe even Rantanen plays with Kadri because that top line's been playing so well. Comfer, McKinnon, Landis Cog. Uh, and we've seen Rantanen and Kadri play together before and it was great for Kadri. Yeah. So uh, obviously if that happens, uh, you're going to want to have Kadri in your lineup especially if you can hold on to that spot in the power play. Uh, but, I mean, worst case, once this team is healthy, if he's on the second power play unit, he's be playing fine, bumper yeah. for Bowen Byram. So, 
uh, yeah, I, I like Kadri a lot right now. 35% owned. Like I said, he's got nine points in nine games. Um, just been really that that force that he is at five v five, and he's eating a ton of minutes. And like I said, in all situations for them. Uh, and yeah, like you know, similar to Getz Lab, you just don't really find that kind of usage, especially on a team um, that good when he's got that much talent around him on the waiver wire. So. Uh, I think he's definitely uh, worth a look. One thing that should bode well for him too, putting up these type of numbers in Colorado really has been struggling this year and you can't blame them. They haven't had a full lineup last night. They played with, I believe eight of the regular starters injured. It's just when things are going to click and it's going to happen. It's an 82 game season. It's not a 56 game year. Like last year when things click, everyone's going to be getting points in bunches and we really haven't seen that yet we're seeing two three goal games from them yeah. and you know it's going to happen Kadri loves to get those sneaky points he's always a sneaky fantasy ad and uh no i really like that one especially while again that injury buds bugs running through that lineup um it, it, it's pretty scary that they're still that strong with you know ran in a hundred yeah. point guy out um makara a, a, a point per game um defenseman and they're still a yeah. very scary fantasy relevant team absolutely um as but uh, we'll get away from the abs by going to an ex-av ex-legend um someone who i honestly thought we were done with in fantasy for maybe his career but matt duchene out in nashville i apologize big matt um 36 owned right now we're going into the under 40 percent threshold he has four goals five assists and 33 shots this year um that is a cross a 10 game span he's basically just gone full beast mode lately another case of just someone who has to score on a meh team power play one line one stuck to the hip with some decent players out in Nashville. we've always talked about how they're not a high scoring team but again someone has to put that puck in the net um he's playing absolute minutes he's only had less than 18 minutes in two games all year out of those 10 and from there on out it's just 19 plus 20 plus it's the type of numbers where you're looking at it, you're like, is this guy a D-man? No, he, he, it's Matt Duchesne in his uh, year 30 season. After just a terrible year last year, he had 13 points in 34 games. Again, me, myself, I think a lot of people thought that was kind of it for Duchesne. Um, he was a perennial 30-30 for 30, 30 threat for so many years. And a guy that really just, I think, is flashiness, wanted people to own him in fantasy. But we're kind of we're kind of back to that now, especially while we talk about Nashville and just how not deep they are. Um, before the year, I was kind of huge on Ellie Tolvanen, always am, but um, we've watched him kind of drop down a lot of it. While he's dropped, Duchesne's just become him in the power play. Duchesne's become him as far as minutes go. And uh, I, I don't know, I just can't believe it. Three goals, five assists in his last five games. This is a guy this week when a lot of teams are, are not playing that many games. There's a couple teams on three games, a couple teams on two. Um, if you grab him at the beginning of the week, you're absolutely dancing, but you could still get him in for a couple games. Um, I love how much he's shooting. I got him there as another 30-30 potential guy. While he's riding that top line, top power play, you can basically roster him in all 10-plus, 10-team leagues there on. Um, I never thought I'd say it about Duchesne, and uh, I kind of hate saying it because, you know, it's Duchesne. But, yeah, I, but yeah I, he, he looks great right now, and yeah, he kind of spark up his ass. Love everything we're seeing from him. He's got 33 shots in those 10 games. Um, everything about his production so far looks legit. That top line is popping off at 5v5, controlling 63% of the shot attempts, um, which is kind of outrageous. He's got Dirty. like a 19% relative Corsi right now. Um, so, yeah, they're just a different team uh, when that line is on the ice right now. He's getting more run in Nashville than we've ever seen since he's been there. Um, like I say, he played – I mean, obviously last year was a terrible year for him. He had just 13 points in 34 games. He's almost elapsed that already. 
uh, but he played under 16 minutes a night, so it's it's been a total flip. And like you said, the shot volume, it's better than we've ever seen it. We've, you know, like I said, 33 shots in 10 games. We've never seen him go three shots a game over a full season before. So, yeah, I certainly think he can, at this rate, if he can continue to play as well as he is and that line can continue to play as well as they are, uh, certainly if he keeps those underlying numbers where they are, can definitely get back to his best days in Colorado. Because it's not like he was an outrageous player but no. like you said 30 yeah. 30 maybe push for 70 it, it almost seems like he was like so much better than he was and then yeah. you go and look at his stats and you're like oh he really didn't like he, he did well but he was never like a you must exactly. own in fantasy but i think if another week or two of this production if he continues to be at a point per yeah. game i i think we're not going to be talking be able to talk about him on the waiver wire anymore so absolutely get in yeah. on him before it's too late because if he continues at this rate he's going to be someone that you want to own all season long i honestly think uh as much as we're talking about lower own guys and you know not lower but mid-tier guys i think a lot of these guys are are, tri- are just on such tears that i don't i in a week by I, sunday yeah you might we not even be able it. to pick them up yeah they, um, the, you know the underlying numbers can drop off but yeah. everyone we've talked about so far i like none of There's them so much they, going for them between ice shots yeah. it, it's like it's crazy if I, the trends continue yeah. like none of them are rentals that we've talked about so I actually can't they're guys that i i think are, are going to complete continue to to rise and rise but I mean, a lot of them, all the Ducks guys, essentially, right? They're, they've all guys that have struggled the last few years. Duchesne as well, uh, and have been waiver wire streaming guys for three or four years now. So, uh, but yeah, they've all just kind of simultaneously put it together. And yeah, I totally agree with you that uh, not rentals in, in the slightest, yeah. but guys that if they can continue to play like they are, we want to have on our teams all yeah. year long. Now, granted, I, I was talking to um, someone in the public, and they mentioned that someone in the league dropped Tyler Seegan this week. We're not telling you to go out there and drop Tyler Seegan if yeah. you're in a league. Um, but, you know, if you're hanging on to a guy who you got late who isn't quite performing yeah. or someone new. Yeah, well, know? we get, you know, we talk, like I said, Duchesne, if, like I said, if he continues to play this well, 30-30, push for 70 points, I definitely think it's possible. So yeah. apply that, take that into consideration with what else you got on your roster and, make the decisions as you, as you may but um we got one more in the plus 30 range here beebs yeah uh, we want to go we're going en français with this one we're going to talk about a guy that seems to make at least one appearance on the show every single year when we when we're talking waiver wire just because the assists are never there but every once in a while the goals are going in for him so yeah jim appel josh anderson <laughs> um owned in Ilsapel, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, that's definitely not because I said, yeah, my name is. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, so we we cross French. If anyone's curious, Il is he? Yes, I don't know. I don't know what I don't, like, know, I'm saying I don't yes, know what you like would I put know. in before the appel. I think it's Suppel, but I'm sure there's a lot of French. I was gonna try to do. Maybe some French listeners to it, like tell us oh, whatever. Oh yeah, there's for sure people who. Just, they're also probably like I probably butchered every that's, single that's word my there, guess. and I'm not even gonna look it up on Google yeah. Translate. You guys can just tell us. We just lost all our French listeners. We're sorry, guys, but um do you apologize what's sorry that's a good question um yeah you just don't have to apologize that often i so. literally i did grade Never 12 friend, french or guys. grade 10 french just to just the next year just to go to a trip to quebec city like i didn't even care about yeah this is terrible if there's sure. any kids listening care about french class but i did it just to go on the quebec trip and then i dropped grade 10 french so as you can tell that's how that works it um, says pardon but like i mean i feel like oh, maybe yeah, that doesn't that. maybe that's not a direct translation like i feel like you don't apologize apologize it's probably a different word for yeah, apologize. but anyway yeah. go ahead um josh anderson um yeah i i, I kind of hate suggesting this guy but it's just there's too many things going right for him has kind of shown in his career that he he's kind of capped at about 25 goals per season but he's also never really had a chance to you know really put it all together besides in 2018 2019 when josh himself had 27 goals on 230 shots 
Um, I think we were going nuts that year over him, just like, look how much this dude's shooting. Right. And then I also think uh, Montreal did the same thing, and they traded Max Domi for him and brought him in. He hasn't really been that version of himself in Montreal um, until basically the last few games. We'll say the last five games um, specifically. Started the year just on one of the coldest cold streaks you can be on. One assist throughout seven games. Enough to get him dropped on just every fantasy roster that had high hopes for this guy. Um, but then in his last five, we're talking three goals, two assists, and two six-shot games in his last three. Um, he's averaging 18-plus minutes in those three games as well. It seems like Mike Hoffman's kind of the spark that Josh Anderson needed. And it's odd to say because Mike Hoffman's a, a perennial shooter himself. But realistically, when you're on, they're playing together, and when you're out there, it's got to open up room for the next guy. I assume... I haven't watched a ton of Montreal games. I don't want to watch a ton of Montreal no, games, no I'm going to be does. honest. Not even Montreal no, games. They, not right no, um, not right now. Not right now. But you just have to assume that, you know, the D-men are kind of focusing on Hoffman on the offside. That's giving him space. It's also allowing their centerman, Jonathan Druin, who we've talked about in a few episodes, as someone you can kind of look at as a daily streamer if you do need it. Yeah, I was going to pick him up this week. He missed. He's, he's hurt right now. Yeah. He missed the game and he's, tonight. And uh, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder this year. He missed last year. Um, he's got a lot to prove this year. And, uh, and he's playing down the middle with Josh Anderson and uh, Mike Hoffman. And, and Druin is just someone who we have seen put up. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I believe he did put up over 50 assists when you're 40 assists. He is an assist guy. Um, and, uh, yeah, just with Josh Anderson, not much more I can add other than much like Duchesne, um, much like Troy Terry, line one or sorry, line two, but power play one. Again, we love that power play time. I'm a little too obsessed with guys on power play one. Sure. Makes me add the wrong dude some night, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that when it does work. Josh Anderson being one of the shooting options on the power play, um, it's just huge for him. Montreal right now trying to find any spark they can. Uh, Mike Hoffman seemed to help a bit coming back, but uh, you know if we can get something out of Anderson and Hoffman and Druin, I think Montreal is going to be happy because they're literally looking at anything right now. Again, 34% owned. This is a guy who's on a very hot streak right now. Um, if he goes cold back to anything close to his 1.7 games, get the hell rid of him. I don't like him nearly as much as Duchesne or Terry if you can grab them um, or even my next guy that I'm going to mention. But at the same time, he deserved a, a little shout-out from, uh, from yeah. the fellas. And Anderson's another guy where you got to know your league, right? Obviously, uh, much more valuable in goal premium leagues because he's yes. not really never going to give I think you a hits lot of league, assists. He has some value and too. and banger leagues as well, yeah. And then of course shots leagues, right? Yeah. So he can be a category filler if you're in the right league. So definitely um, worth a look uh, for sure. Uh, another guy that uh, out of Nashville that um, I just want to touch on quickly, and I think we've talked about him already in in, in recent weeks, but still just at 17% owned. So I want to talk about Michael Granlin again. Yep. Uh, center right wing eligibility in Yahoo leagues. He's got two goals, six assists, eight points in 10 games. Uh, again, I don't think we need to dwell on it too much. A lot of similarities to Duchesne. I like Duchesne a lot more because he shoots the puck and he's probably going to score a lot of goals and a lot more goals throughout the season. Uh, but Granlin, I, I think, is going to get back to being that 30 to 40 assist guy that we saw um, towards the end of his tenure in Minnesota. Like Duchesne, it seems like the shackles are really finally being. Uh, let go and released off Granlin. And again, I talked about how great um, that line's been at 5v5. So uh, 17% owned. If Duchesne's there, I'd grab him first, but uh, maybe in slight for deep, deeper leagues or if you're looking for more short-term streamer rentals, uh, Granlin, definitely worth a look as well. Uh, and again, know your league. If goals are really only uh, worth that singular goal category, then uh, Granlin becomes a much more viable oh, yeah. option because I think he's going to bring in a lot of assists this year. Yep. 
Absolutely. And, um, I mean, he's Grantland. He just, I feel like it wouldn't be a normal show if we didn't talk about him. So <laughs> I had to bring that in. Um, one, yeah, we might have to keep dropping it a few more times. Yeah. He's uh, slowly going up this year. Well, our thing is we chirp the national scoring, which it, it, it allows us to because it's just very trash right. every year. And then we suggest the Nashville guys. Um, I don't know because they're so low owned. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's just a, it's the, it's the never ending circle with us. But um, while we're below 20%, um, I, I think I'll close it out with someone who I mentioned earlier and uh, someone who I, I think needs to skyrocket upwards. It's Rasmus Asplund out in Buffalo. Um, we've talked about Buffalo's kind of just surprising start. And um, this is someone who's really helped make it happen. Him, Victor Olofsson, um, Dylan Cousins. There's some nice young pieces there. As much as people want to shit on Buffalo, they still have finished incredibly bad in the last five years, which means they've been bringing in decent pieces, <laughs> decent picks, and there are some decent things there. Casey Middlestad as well. Um, but Rasmus Asplund has been the most exciting lately and the one to own if you're looking to own a Buffalo Savior because who isn't? Right wing, <laughs> left wing, and center eligible at 16%. Four goals, three assists across nine games this year. 17 shots in those nine games. So we'd love to see Rasmus pick it up in the shot category. Um, but that's okay because he's picking it up in the time on ice category lately. Obviously, Victor Olofsson going down um, with this classic yearly injury changes things and has allowed him to pick up over 20 minutes of ice. Um, but 21 minutes on, I believe it was uh, Tuesday night yeah. this week. Just an absolute, um, you know, make me look good on Twitter. Picked up an apple, but at, t- at 23, he's still kind of young enough to have that prospect status. Um, so if you're thinking keeper leagues, this is a great grab now. Um, but three goals to assist his last four games. He's playing power play one, line one. Again, I'm popping off about power play one, line one, guys. They should not be, you should not be allowed to grab these guys in, in 14 team leagues, but you can if Rasmus Hasplund is out there. If he's playing this much, again, someone has to get points. He's that guy right now. And uh, Buffalo's, as, as much as I did try to say, you know, they have some pieces, they really don't have a ton of top yeah. six pieces. And he's starting to prove that he can lock down 20 minutes a night. And they need someone who can lock down 20 minutes a night really, really, really fucking bad. Yeah. Um, Rasmus Asplund has kind of, you know, he's at 23 again, he's, he's, he's been through it. Um, it reminds me a little bit of Troy Terry in a way. I yeah. think he's a poor man, Troy Terry. Yeah. Poor I think obviously Troy. there's a reason we're talking about these guys in descending order. Right. But yeah. I, definitely in deeper leagues, I, I think there's uh, some value there, especially in the short term, if he's going to continue to play as much as he is. Um, just a couple more guys to, to mention quickly here. Um, and they're guys that we talked about last week, so I really just want to give them uh, a quick shout-out. Uh, Jonathan Dolan, yep. who you brought up last My week, Gabes, uh, he's down under 10% owned still, just at 9%. Uh, he was on the COVID list for a couple of games, I think it was. I think he missed two games. So, um, And that was about right after the podcast came out last week. So that's great. Yeah, but so kept, stung me in the book. But I kept him as available as he was last week and uh, came back and, and scored um, once he came off the COVID list. So on tuesday night so i think uh yeah everything we said about him last week he's shooting the puck a lot for the amount of ice time he's getting uh meyer is i think on the covid protocol right now as well um so once he's back he's he's still playing with couture right now and once he's back he'll be playing with couture and meyer who we talked about a lot last week and we really like um going forward so yeah he's going to continue to be a passenger on that line and he looks really good shooting the puck a lot one of those overage rookies 
Um, so yeah, a lot to like there. Uh, and then Riley Smith in Vegas, as long as they're hurt. I mean, they just keep getting more hurt. They're just trading for injured players now. Uh, yeah. But Riley Smith. That's gonna... the move. I think they like they want everyone to feel bad for yeah. him and then yeah, get the odds down and then they're going to go on a run at yeah, the this, wrong time. Of year. This guy's just playing. Never will get hurt. Though. A ton of minutes. I mean, he's averaging like uh, 18 and a half minutes of ice this year. Going to continue to see a ton of minutes as long as they're banged up. So, yeah, we mentioned him last week. Uh, still just uh, a pretty good player that's going to be playing in all situations. First line, uh, first power play unit. So, uh, yeah, 19% owned. Uh, another guy to just keep, keep an eye out for. Uh, but that's it for waivers for the week. We can head on into uh, the goalie surprise now, Beebs. Ooh. Um, so, again, these are just guys that uh, there's been some pretty outrageous goalie performances so far this year, both uh, on both ends of the spectrum. Uh, so me and Biebs look kind of looked at both ends of the spectrum, and we've got uh, maybe one or two guys that uh, we like to continue their hot starts, and one or two guys that we think are gonna, like I said earlier, continue to fall out of fantasy relevance. So, uh, Biebs, let's let's start it off on a positive note. Who are you looking at right now that's just on fire, and, and you like to stay hot uh, for the interim? Uh, it might not be positive for you, D, because uh, this one might sting, and I, I kind of felt bad choosing it, but it's just too obvious. Frederick Anderson. It's all, it worked out for everybody. Uh, yeah, and honestly, who doesn't want Freddie to have a little bit of success? Cause great guy. No reason why any Leafs fan should hate this guy. Um, well, I mean, he did have a bad year last year, but other than that, Freddie gave it his all. Not a bad thing to see. But Freddie is healthy. Best goalie Freddie is on a good team, and Freddie is on, we talked about it last week, I believe, it's like having a good offensive line. Freddie has the best offensive line in the league right now. And uh, his eight wins in eight games is kind of showing it. Obviously not sustainable to go 100% in the win category. Also not sustainable to have a 949 save percentage. But at the same time, this guy, like, everything's right there. Below two goals against. Um, it's it's He's just looking like almost one of the biggest fantasy steals of the season so far. And it's a guy that was like... People weren't even drafting him because they thought he was going to play in a 1A, 1B with Anti Ranta, who like hasn't been healthy since Nom. Um, so personally, uh, if you got your hands on Frederick Anderson, I'm kind of pissed. We have a keeper league, and, and, and a guy in our league wasn't keeping him. And I actually said, hey, hint, hint, yeah, maybe you should keep Fred. And he did. And um, stupid me, I would have loved to have Fred on a squad as I struggle with goalies. Sure. But yeah, just you the, did draft Allmark in the first round. Hell of the yeah, I did. Instead. Yeah, yeah, because I'm panicking. Sure. Um, but yeah, Freddie ha- <laughs> is just one of those tendies where you know we watched him do it in Anaheim a few years ago when they were obviously a better Anaheim team. He was good in Toronto. He's always been a fantasy asset. When he's on these teams, he makes a good fantasy goalie. People love forgetting, or people love remembering having recency bias, and a lot of people had recency bias coming in this year. Fred, I, I love everything going on there. I think the save percentage is going to go down from a 949. But if he's pushing 925, he's going to have 40 wins this year. I mean, the guy's got eight already in eight games. Yeah. Um, I don't see him losing a lot. You can plug and play him. Uh, it's pretty crazy to think if you only had two goalies and one of them's Freddie, you're doing excellent right now. Yeah, um, it's 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 crazy too because he's been so consistent. Like six of his eight games, he's yeah. had a save percentage above 950, which is just ridiculous. Not like it's not Markstrom. like yeah, like we were talking about it before the show. We both kind of stayed away from Markstrom, uh, Yaka Markstrom in this segment, who's off to an absolutely ridiculous start. But Markstrom's like on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, where he's got like three or four, I think shutouts are yeah. ridiculous games, and then three or four games where he's gotten shelled. So much more kind of harder to to pin where he's going to be moving forward i mean we say it all the time goalies are voodoo as is but so when we see any form of consistency we love it 
Freddy, I feel like is always I I want to say like Mister October and November. Yeah, maybe a little bit it's of December gonna go too. Downhill. Yeah. He's uh seems to <laughs> always just kind of go on to this tear. Like I feel like there is multiple seasons where he's in the Vesna conversation by the new year and then he just kind of tails off. So we'll see if he can maintain it over a full season. I'd argue it's every season. I'd argue he's got a better team, certainly a better defense in front of him um, than what he had in Toronto. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a, you know, a whole lot to love and it's kind of going to be a, a theme here, right? Is um, I mean, I'm going to talk about Jack Campbell in a second here. Another guy who we were expecting to maybe be in a little bit more of a platoon. We didn't know what their workload was going to look like, and they're starting to kind of look like a clear-cut number one for their team. So, uh, yeah, I like Freddie uh, a lot moving forward. Yeah, especially. And I think yeah. if you could have guaranteed us that he was going to be starting, you know, eight out of ten games or nine out of ten games for them at the start of the season, we would have had him uh, in our top ten to five goal yeah, tenders, right? Say, just yeah. cause simply being a goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes. Well I had in flirty in my top five. So. Yeah. Five. Ooh. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Big ooh. Before we uh before we get on to that and, and really start digging through the mud there, uh I'll talk about Jack Campbell a little bit. Campbell, like I said like I just said, right? The big thing here is we really didn't expect him to be running away with the job uh, this early. Obviously Mrazic's injury played into that. Uh from the, from the start, though, Campbell was the preferred option. He started on opening night. Uh, and then Mrazic, when he has played, again, just been a couple games for Mrazic. Hasn't looked great. Uh, didn't look good in the game where he went down. The one game he came back and got the win. Uh, didn't look fantastic either. Uh, whereas Campbell has pretty much looked great night in and night out this season, save for that disastrous um, effort in Pittsburgh. But I think you can hardly pin yeah. that on Campbell. That was but. a jack. Uh, but yeah, he's he's looked great in there, and I just think you know moving forward, I think this is gonna looking a lot less like a fifty fifty than we thought it would be at the start of the season, and it might even push more towards you know a seventy thirty split than sixty forty. I think the last few games have been really telling. He shut out the Golden Knights uh, on Monday. Uh, you know, two days rest, they go right back to him again. They're not looking to rotate if they don't have to at this point. Maybe it's staying with the hot goalie, but I still think that um, you know based on. I don't want to say his pedigree because obviously Mrazic, you know, over the course probably has a, you know, a more impressive CV than Campbell at this point. But certainly Campbell, uh, you know, just what he's done for the Maple Leafs the last, you know, yeah. year and a half, uh, I think has earned the, the respect and has earned the job for, at that point. And, you know, the fact he could stay healthy helps yeah, a lot. Yeah, exactly. And he's just, like I said, he's looked um, really good. The Leafs are creating a ton, a ton of chances more than anyone in the league. Um, so I, you know, if he's going to be the goalie there, we saw with Freddie for years on end, whoever's starting for the Maple Leafs, they're going to win a decent amount of games, at least in the regular season. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I really feel this way when I'm watching the Leafs and it's, it's the exact same way that I feel with the Avalanche. And I don't know if there's really any other teams that I've watched that I feel this way, but I feel like there's so much more that we haven't seen. We're kind of like, we, it seems to be there, but it's like, it's going to explode. Yeah. And especially with the Leafs and we're starting to see with Marner guys like that and when these guys these teams explode and show their true scoring the goalies it only helps them yeah. across the board they're seeing less shots you know they're who cares what their goals against averages at that point because they're getting you that huge dub um you know i i, I really like jack campbell yeah. um i will admit going in the season i i wasn't even sure if i'd like jack campbell because well, of the 50 50 but yeah and they, even they still paid yeah. Mrazic two times the salary to get him to come in right and yep. to essentially what that looks like now to be his backup but again we'll, we'll see what happens uh who do they have on, they got boston on saturday yep. so again we've got always fun and i think that'll be again a pretty big tell 
Campbell looks great tonight against the Lightning. The Leafs squeaked out a 2-1 overtime win. So yeah, I don't, he stole that game. I don't think there's any chance he's not back in there on Saturday. The real test will be when Campbell has a bad game or two. Um, does you know does he get go back to him? Do they go to Mrazek at that point? And then if Mrazek does well, like do they you know what I mean? Do they stick with the high end or do they? That's when we'll really start to see how they view these guys. Is this a hot hand situation? But I do think that Campbell. Uh, at this point in time, has a pretty clear-cut hold on this number one job. Uh, yeah, one of which the best uh, number one jobs to have in, in fantasy. fantasy hockey. Yes. For sure, for sure. And then on that note, um, one of the guys I'm obviously concerned about, you know, conversely, is Peter Mrazek. Yeah, um, because, what a flip. Yeah, and I, I think I actually have Mrazek above Campbell this season simply because I, I felt that if they were confident with Campbell being the number one. Yeah, and, you don't and give if that was, money. Yeah, it wouldn't have been anything, you know, other. I thought at the very least it would be a timeshare. Now, obviously, the way it's played out, like we talked about, pretty much a nightmare scenario for Mrazek owners. Uh, but yeah, I think at this point, the only chance he gets back in there and really start to see, like I said, a regular share of games, it's going to take Campbell to have a couple of poor performances and for Mrazek to look a lot better than that when he gets the chance to go in there. So obviously it's really early on in the season. The script can change. Uh, but at this point, looking really good for Jack Campbell owners, looking not so hot for Peter Mrazek owners. Yeah, if you took the uh, if you took one and not the other, you are swearing every single Leafs game that you watch. Yeah. Um, not good. Sick pads on Mrazek, though. Give him that. My brother loves them. Yeah. Um, that's honestly who made me look at them. So props to him for pointing out the sick pads, but it's a it's a wicked goaltender kit. Um, <laughs> but while we're uh, while we're hitting on guys who played on play on our team um, or recently have, I got I got a shit of fil- shit on <laughs> Philip Grubauer. Okay. Why did I have to pronounce that so clearly? I don't know. I like but, that you had to make sure that you clearly enunciated yeah, shit on. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> Philip Grubauer sucks though right now, yeah. and uh, and I had incredibly high hopes coming in this year. My goaltender rankings were trash. I apologize to our listeners. Um, actually, they weren't trash. I just had Flurry at five. Yeah, that's and why we had, had Mike McKenna on the show. Yeah, and he's smart. Um, I'm pretty sure he talked good. down Flurry too, right? And he did. And then I proceeded to chuck him at five, which was brutal. <laughs> but yeah, Grubauer, um, had him coming in. I thought that this was a lot better team than what they are. They are just giving up so many bad scoring chances. Um, in eight games started, he has three wins so far, so winning less than half his games. Again, an 8.98 save percentage, a 2.82 goals against average. He's just really really hurting you if you are throwing him in it's a guy where you, you kind of have to watch um the matchups and he's been doing this while chris dreger's been hurt with a back injury dreger is now back um they really you like that they really didn't uh they really didn't specify what dreger's injury was and then he just came out this week and was like yeah my back hurt um fuck but uh he's back <laughs> they paid him a good decent chunk of money and he's not there to you know watch philip grubauer take 90 percent of the starts I uh, I think that's going to hurt Grubauer going forward, especially if they're kind of babying Dreger into it, if they're giving him the easier of the two games because Grubauer's their guy right. when it comes to the tougher teams. You're going to be seeing some ugly starts. I, I really do want to see the save percentage improve because, um, I, I mean, I don't want to say Philip Grubauer could just become part of just a system's systems goalie um but that's kind of what it's looking like there's a reason colorado was not willing to give him the money that seattle was and uh and he walked to a team where it's looking like he's he's just kind of getting scored on a lot and uh it might not get get easier as the year goes obviously we see with the, with a new team they're going to come out flying but teams are going to figure this out um it's a, it's a long season as i mentioned and i'm worried personally i had some high stock in group i'm worried that it's going to be a very long season owning him um i'm already hating choosing him as my third goalie every night if there's 
ever any other than my two goalies going, I'm always putting them in front of him. And that's just not great with where you drafted him. Um, but I am a little bit worried about Philip Grubauer. With that said, I would not be necessarily dropping him right away just with how many starts he is getting. Until If Treger does prove that he you know, is going to take some, then absolutely get him out of there. Um, with that said, just someone you could kind of keep an eye on if you are in leagues. Just keep an eye on Chris Treger coming back. He's currently only 21% owned. Um, it's not a good team to own really their goaltender, but it is someone who proved that he can step in take a starting role with um with a team last year in florida he looked phenomenal and if he does kind of get hot he could help uh seattle it's just i don't love the team in front of him but again if, if you are incredibly desperate for goaltender help or in a deep league um it's not like grubauer stealing that job right now and 898 isn't stealing anyone's job um that's not his net um <laughs> jim craig but uh yeah i mean they i that was one thing they were really rich on coming out of the expansion draft was options in net right so yeah certainly i don't think he's got a ton of leash there at all and it's disappointing to see his splits as low as they are because that was the one thing that you know we thought we would still see um you know be there for him even if the team in front of him wasn't so great we expect the save percentage to still be half decent and uh, yeah that really hasn't been the case at all so yeah but while we're talking stash tenders there's definitely one that i uh that I like a little bit more than Chris Treeter. And it's actually 9% less owned. It's Pavel Frank Kuz out in Colorado. Um, as I've mentioned a few times, that team is not fully healthy. And you could see last night they lost 5-4 to Columbus. Jonas Johansson is not an NHL caliber goalie. Um, I would have loved to see him, you know, lock it down. But he has not. A, lot, a couple of people thought maybe he could take that backup role. He has not done anything close to that. And Frank Hughes is coming in. Um, something that I really like for him. He's expected to skate this week. Expect to be back on the ice. He might not be back for a couple weeks, but if you do have that stash room, he had a 923 save percentage with the Avs two years ago when he did play there. It has been a long period of time off. But with the rest of the season for Colorado, they have now used their big rest week this week, as we saw with them only having two games. That meant that, you know, going forward, it's going to be a lot of back-to-backs. It's going to be a lot of four-game weeks. And Darcy Kempfer's 31 years old. I don't think they want Darcy Kempfer playing 60-plus games this year. If Frank Hoos can come back and they can almost run a 55-45 with, with Kempfer obviously taking the majority, a 60-40, Frank Hoos has proven that he is a fully capable NHL goalie. Um, obviously, this injury is kind of a big red flag, but there's a reason that a lot of people are drafting him going in this year. Um, a lot of people thought if the year started, this was a goalie where whenever he did start, you're going to get a win, and uh, and that still kind of applies. Obviously, the injury to start the year is keeping him back a bit, um, but if he does really get there, someone, if he's getting 45% of the starts for Colorado, and you're seeing that little green check mark pop up next to his name, you almost have to plug and play him right away over pretty much any team that's not in the top 10 in the NHL with their goaltender. Um, I would just love to see Frank Kuz get back to that level that he's had success at. The one thing is people might say, oh, he's only had one year. It was 37 games. That's quite a bit for an NHL goaltender that he put up the 923. Also, this guy's done this at every single level. Um, He's 28 years old now, 29. So it's not like he's a young kid who just came out of the check and had never really done it. He'd absolutely dominated in Europe. Um, And, uh, at 12% owned, I really don't think that there's going to be a better backup goalie that you can grab in a couple weeks and someone that you might uh, you might be shooting yourself or a little pissed at yourself when he does return and someone in your league's putting him in 
every other start when they got Kemper. I more just wouldn't want the guy in the league to have Kemper and him. That's more scary than anything. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is a stash, a stash and grab for some long-term success. So I'm not saying run to go get Pavel Frankuz, but if you're in a deep league or you really, really need to, some goalie help, or you, you're in a league like one that we're in where there's five IR spots because yeah. I'm the GM and the league started and I didn't realize you could take them out, then you can you can sit them there. Um, so there you go. Yeah, no, I like I said in that league I have I've had Fran Kuz on yeah. my um, IR since the start. So if you have the room, I certainly think it's worth it. Um, I think we touched on this a bit at the start of the season, but Kemper never been a guide to uh, have the lion's share of the workload. Uh, he's only started more than 31 games once in his career. Uh, that was the 55 games he started for Arizona a few Scared years ago. B- big time outlier. Yeah. So not only has he, you know, played a more of a backup role or you know maybe a complementary role is probably fair to say. Uh, throughout most of his career, he's had uh, injury problems, especially in recent years as well. Um, and he hasn't played that great for the Avalanche to this point. So obviously, yeah. when Frank Hughes does come back it's going to come down to his play, right? They're not going to keep forcing him in there if he's not playing well. But like you said, he's done nothing but perform for them. He's done nothing but perform everywhere he's been. So, yeah, I, I like I said, I'm stashing him because I think even if he gets 40% of the games, he's worth holding on to and, and rolling because once or twice a week, hopefully twice, yeah. but once, even if you're just getting one game a week out of him, it's I think it's going to be worth it over the long haul of the season, and it could certainly be more than that. And certainly if he outperforms Kemper, I don't think they would hesitate to oh, kind of give him the job either. So yeah. I, I think it'll really be a competition once Frank Hughes comes back. And uh, yeah, I think it's kind of like the Dreacher effect too. Also where um, when he does come back, he's coming off an injury. They're going to baby him. They're going to play him against, you know, the Buffaloes, the Detroit's, um, yeah. the Detroit's cause they suck Brock. Um, and uh, they're going to do that because you're going to get the easier starts where Kemper's <laughs> going to get the harder starts. I just really wanted to bash Detroit cause yeah. they only got 14 shots tonight. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think Frank Coos is, is one of those guys where he could really help you. But um, if there's a huge fine line between when he comes back and, you know, stashing him too early, but I'm worried that that line is getting, getting, you know, a little closer and closer as the weeks go. There's even talk this yeah. week. That and again, I don't, we know that, you know, the timeline hasn't changed. It's not like we don't know when he's going to be back. But like I said, I, I think if you have the spot, it's worth holding on to. Like I said, I've had him uh, all year long just because I think he's like the perfect, you know, kind of complimentary goalie once he does come back to add to your fantasy team. Uh, he might be my third or fourth goalie even, right? Yeah. But, uh, is, Four goalies is almost like the status quo in all leagues anymore. At least well, because it's just not that many workhorses, to. right? Yeah. Like, there's not that many guys that are going to start sixty games anymore. You can yeah. count them on one hand. It's so. crazy seeing a team when they only have two. Even if it's even if one guy's on the IR and they only have two goalies, you're like, holy crap! Yeah. What? Are you, how? You, uh, <laughs> I just make noises. But uh, yeah, the only other two goalies that I want to talk about, we've already alluded to how terrible they've been. Uh, Flurry, Lankinen. Yeah. Uh, we thought maybe again. I think across the board, maybe Beeb's not as much. You're still lower than than ADP, but uh, we were all pretty low on Fleury moving out to Chicago this year. Um, you know, obviously, we did think Chicago would be a little bit better than they have been yeah. to this point, so that's part of it too. But yeah, that team doesn't look much improved like we thought they might be. Uh, and Seth Jones Fleury's not know. playing great. Langton's not playing great. So yeah, I think if I was to pick. Uh, a goalie or maybe a team whose goaltenders I don't expect to bounce back from the dreadful start they've had definitely would be Flurry Lincoln and, and the Chicago Blackhawks. So uh, my apologies to Flurry owners. Uh, I would say sell now while you still can. I don't think it's selling low. I don't think it's going to get that much better. I would say just this year, but he's a pretty old guy and is pretty close to retiring already. So right. may, even in keeper leagues, I don't see 
much of a bounce back at this point for Mark Andre Fleury. I'm also so not we can parse sure him out because it's been about 15 years of great fantasy service from Mark Andre Fleury. And, and I, for I a goalie, like done. that's huge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I honestly would not want any stock in this guy right now. Um, it's just it's, it's it's disgusting to watch. It's kind of almost like. Uh, it reminds me of like a beer league team where they're yeah. just the team in front of them is so bad, but they have he like really a decent goalie. He, we were we were all crazy for second guessing him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm just gonna look into it here. I don't know if he has a win yet, but if he does have one win, yeah, he has yet to. He's got one win. He's got one win. Yeah, it was, the, was the, other the other night, and he had to Sunday. he had to absolutely steal the game. That's where I kind of felt against bad. The and yeah, he had to steal. It. And, and it, like having to steal a game to get a win, it's not like he's going to be handed wins against this the Senators year. At home. against the Senators at home <laughs> as well. Eight eighty six save percentage. Um, it's just it's it's ugly. He's had some better on. games too. He played well that night. Uh, he played good against St. Louis. Again, they lost. He stopped yeah, thirty six. He, he plays good. And he, he stopped thirty six of thirty seven, and he lost. Um. But then, yeah, he has no room for error, right? Like 32 of 36, 6 of 10, 25, 29, 31 of 37. Like, yeah. Absolutely no room for error. Obviously, like he did have and did enjoy the last few years in Vegas uh, and the decade before that in Pittsburgh. So, yep. Yeah, pours him out. Uh, but he's been a great, uh, you know, he's been a great service of fantasy hockey. I, I, I cheers him. We salute you, Mark Andre Fleury. I think I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast had you on their team at one point yep. or another in the last 15 years. So, Thank you for your fantasy service. I think your days might just be about done. Maybe the I'll still biggest, be spot like, starting you from time to time. I hope uh, his ownership gets that low by the end of the season might. where you can talk about that. Uh, yeah, you, this might be the might. biggest like fall from fantasy grace we've seen in a long time. It was it's also a, the most predictable, though. Yeah. And honestly, too, yeah. by little to no fault of his own, he's still putting in those good performances. It's just you know when well, he's, he's maybe not at his best. Ones, it's just you can't hide it anymore. So. Yeah, that's the issue. It, it, like you said, you can't, he can't hide those those bad games. And, yeah. and Fleury's prone to have a bad game, and he's obviously prone to have a couple more. When and from a fantasy standpoint, like he, you can't afford to have there's that. There's no it's room for error because yeah. you know. Like, like I said, he's he's not going to get the win if he's not at his very best, and even yeah. then, he still might not get. The Mark Andre Fleury is going to be the basically. There's always a guy every year that we face probably the most questions about. Um, it's going to be Eichel, and it's going to be it's going to be Fleury. This I wouldn't year. drop him right now because I feel like you can trade him. Yeah, if but you can, trade I would him. absolutely trade him for anything roster. Yeah, literally any goalie. In the anything, league that anything starts that you can get except for and i'm sure there's someone in your league Craig that Anderson. is just hurting for starts and if you are sure like if you know you somehow you totally you screwed a, the pooch when it came to goalies this yeah. year and you have a goal then, game started category yeah maybe and maybe you know there's no caps on your goalie starts and you're just chasing starts and and looking to get as many wins as possible again i don't think you're going to get a lot from flurry but uh he's still probably going to play a lot this year i would think so there's that so you know his own ownership percentage will probably only drop so far because he's still going to be playing a lot but I don't think uh, it's going to help you on most nights. I don't think it's going to help your splits. It's going to be an ugly swan song for him, unfortunately. Yeesh. Yeah. But uh, we, we love him just the same. Yeah, we do. And we poured one out <laughs> for him a couple times. Um, so Marc-Andre, yeah. while we're being French, um, don't want him right now. And uh, I'm right there with you. Au revoir. Yeah. Um, but speaking of not au revoiring people, talking about bringing in some weekend streamers. We know you guys love to listen to this show yeah, right away on Friday. Yeah, two night stands. Yeah, two night stands, baby. The Friday, the Friday, send them home, and then they come back for Sunday because the you know, Saturday I, sandwich, as yeah, we like to call because it. Because Friday was just <laughs> such a good game. Um, <laughs> yeah, but as as you know, we're talking Friday Sunday teams. There's really only four this week, but because there's only four, listen up, um, D. I'll let you go crazy with the dudes, but we'll start with 
out in Anaheim. We've already talked about how much we like them. They're yeah. currently pl- they're playing this weekend. Arizona on Friday. Can you say point nine? <laughs> and St. Louis on Sunday. Can you say not point nine? No. Um, but worth getting the extra game in there and worth taking the shot. Yeah, worth getting Especially, again, with the top line. Obviously, that's where we're going to start. Yep. If any of these guys are available, Henrique at 46, Terry at 44, gets up at 32. You know why we love them. Pick them up, especially for this weekend. I think they're all worth holding on to for a bit longer than that and seeing if they can continue this hot run they've been on. Like we've said, nothing more to say there. Uh, Silverberg, if he comes back. Yeah. Uh, Silver Surfer. Yeah, the Silver the Surfer. Surfer. Nice. Uh, right wing, 19% owned. He's in COVID protocol right now, so obviously that's something to watch. Uh, tomorrow, if he comes off, I, I think he'd be my go-to. You know, obviously the top line's not there. He's the guy I'm looking for. He's still going to play a lot. Uh, maybe not on the top power play unit, but still going to see some power play time. Yep. Could potentially get you a shorty. He's got, I think, like eight points in nine games this year. Uh, he's, you know, yep. been as hot as the rest of the team. So If he uh, doesn't play, Sonny Milano, who's also kind of filled in in yep. his spot, um, Kind of a one of the, one of the more flashier players you'll catch out there, but the flash is turning into points his last couple of games. Um, yeah. So if you're in a very very deep league, Sonny Milano might be worth a, an add and getting some power play time as well. Yeah, and then also Isaac Lundstrom, uh, center, left wing eligibility, center in the third line right now. He's on a five game point streak though, uh, no power play time, but I, again he's playing a lot. Of, he's playing a lot of ice and he Skip looks pretty apples. good at five v five. So I think in deeper leagues this weekend, uh, Isaac Lundstrom is worth uh, a shot. Might get you a point or two. Yeah. Um, moving on now, we got the Blackhawks. Yes. Not um, a whole lot to love there. Playing Winnipeg Friday, Nashville Sunday. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm not looking past Taves if he's available. 51% owned, so flip a coin, might be available in your league. Uh, and then Kirby Doc, who uh, we talked about a lot last week, still just had 28% owned. Uh, unfortunately, no one else in the waiver territory that I would look at streaming this weekend uh, from Chicago. I think I would... Uh, get more desperate down the Anaheim depth chart or the Nashville Predator depth chart, who I'm going to go into here now, if the other guys that we're talking about are taken. Obviously, Duchesne, we think he should be owned, and we think everything we're looking at says he should be owned season long if he can continue doing what he's been doing. Uh, Michael Granlin, obviously 17% owned, like we talked about before. Moving on from them, Ryan Johansson. We know the deal with Johansson. He's not going to score a lot of goals. No. He is going to play a lot. He is going to play on the power play, and he might get you an apple or two this week. Yeah. Nashville, uh, Vancouver Friday, Chicago yeah. Sunday. Straight center. Two very good games. Like You're, you're right. going to put up points against yeah. those two teams. Yeah, you feel good about it. And he's still, like I said, still playing a lot, still seeing some good power play time, still setting up his boys. Uh, straight center eligibility shouldn't matter too much with the Friday-Sunday, though. You should be able to get him in there regardless. Just 14% owned. Uh, and then if you're feeling lucky, Ellie Tolvanen certainly shoots the if puck you're feeling lot. lucky yeah if you're feeling i just lucky. don't want to say his name because i've i've like suggested him too much oh we could suggest Personally. him for the weekend no you can because these are all I punts can. right like you can, I can half of these guys are gonna miss half of them are yeah. gonna hit so you just gotta get lucky i say um, it and it just sounds like the boy who cried wolf they're like oh fuck there goes beads with tolvin yeah. in again and people turn it off again i'm always going through these in and descending order i prefer any of those first three guys ahead of tolvin in, but in I deeper know. leagues or in maybe people are on their shit you got you're a little bit late to the streaming party this yeah. weekend uh, I think he's worth a shot because he is still shooting the puck a lot. Puck's not going in for him, yeah. but he is shooting the puck a lot. Their coach decides to be smart for five minutes, and yeah. and he's worth fantasy yeah. um, uh, recognition because he is a very good player. And, yeah. Yeah. And then um, uh, Philip Forsberg is out right now too, so yeah. there's just some extra minutes to be had in that lineup. Uh, that lineup's thin, if dude. If you're feeling really lucky, Luke Coonan is on the top thin. line right now. Nick Cousins is playing a decent amount. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, actually, Cousins on the fourth line today. For, yeah, scratch that. Yeah, scratch it. Um, yeah. No, that's about it. Tolvanen, yeah. 
Kunin is about as uh, foxy as I would be. Crazy Kunin's on the top line. But. Honestly, maybe Ekholm, if you're really hurting and none of these forwards that we're talking about is available. Yeah, um, if you're like Saturday lineup and Sunday lineup are just really, or if you're, fr- oh, sorry, if you're Friday and sun- Sunday really, really. Yeah, if you're someone, already stacked and you yeah. just need the D-man, I think Ekholm's a good shot. Yeah, and you need some blocks. Yeah, um, he's going to play a lot and get some second power play time as well. But uh, yeah, we mentioned four teams going on the Friday-Sunday schedule. The third one here is another West Coast team. It seems like that's kind of the thing. Yeah. Um, Vancouver, they are playing Nashville on Friday, as mentioned. And then Sunday, they are at the struggling Dallas Stars. Yeah, and I was I was telling Biebs, it's really funny if you, short, if you sort by Vancouver Canucks and ownership in Yahoo Leagues right now. Um, after about seven or eight guys, you just get like, six pages of not available players yeah. with the rest of the team mixed in there find our boy mikey di pietro yeah there's right there honestly like over half of this two years over half of their 18 man roster uh <laughs> is zero percent owned in fantasy leagues so, yeah um i think that paints a pretty sad picture of the canucks right now but um yeah like i mean guys that we might have talked about in seasons past connor garland's over 70 percent but horvat's well over 70 percent obviously that top line miller Pedersen, besser all super high owned and there's just no depth to this team one flyer out there literally the only one uh and you know maybe he might be a pretty frequent streamer for you guys if the rest of the guys that we've been talking about are taken just two percent owned tanner pearson tanner uh again i'm not excited about sliding tanner pearson into my lineup we always talk about how boy horvat lines though see a ton of ice um and tanner pearson is playing on the second power play unit as well who knows, I just maybe. like him more than Nils yeah. Hoglinder, who is filling that same role. He's playing the other wing on the Horvat line. Pearson uh, known to have random hot spells. Pearson. Yeah, maybe it happens, and you get in on that on a on a Friday Sunday yeah. bonus. But, but that's it. I, again, I'd yeah. be if if none of those main guys that we talked about uh, for the weekend streamers are available, I'd be digging at the depths of Anaheim and Nashville this weekend. I think the you know the schedule lines up nice for them, um, and you can maybe get lucky rolling maybe a defenseman or like I said someone in their second line or whatever. Uh, that we haven't talked about but hopefully you know even at least the likes of lundstrom tolman and pearson should be available for you guys look for johansson granlin doc tave silverberg Getzlav, terry henrik first um and you should have a pretty nice weekend and hopefully maybe swing you guys uh some matchups yeah and uh on that note we will let you go to that weekend let you you know close out those matchups get those dubs because you listen to the dfo podcast yes. just a reminder you can find us on twitter at dfo podcast um or D himself at 3D Berthium yep. or myself at Biebs Bondi um, and at Brock yeah. underscore Segan. It uh, might change it, though because he might change his last name. True. So yeah, true. Uh, we're no, not but, sure how that's going to go. But uh, if you do follow Brock in all seriousness, if you follow Daily Faceoff uh, at all, uh, Brock pretty much never gets anything close to a day off. And I don't think his mind ever really gets to rest no. at all. So it's a good follow. Now is a, a greatest time as ever to give Brock a, a shout out. If you do follow him, congratulate on his wedding. Thanks yeah. for all the uh, countless hours that he puts in to keeping us all as updated as possible uh, on lineup news in the NHL. Cause there's really no other, uh, you know, source yeah. to, to get all that. It's actually in funny spot, so. this week um, because Brock's been off. You can, I don't know, not to, but daily Faceoff has been, not moving as quick and you can almost see in the comment section people are losing their mind and it's like the guy is getting married yeah. like he's taking one week to like yeah you know I, i'll keep massive... the site i'll keep the site running this weekend yeah might not be to the brock standard yeah. but it'll be but up, this is like a as massive life moment and, and people uh, are are not you know yeah. we're just saying you know it's um give yeah. him a shout congrats to that guy um and uh he'll be back next week with us 
Um, and he'll be back Monday with the Monday report. Uh, no direct honeymoon plan, so I'm pretty sure he's back and work on Sunday. I heard the no, honeymoon. No, I'm, I'm working Sunday. He's back on. He's back running the site on Monday. The so. honeymoon is she's getting on the Monday report, and that's it. I would assume he's still doing a Monday report. Yeah. If he doesn't, you guys know why. He's hungover as a mofo. Yeah, as he should be. Um, <laughs> open bar wedding. But yes, congrats to Brock. If you follow him, give him a tweet. Let him know that you appreciate what he does and you feel sorry for his wife uh his yeah. future wife he yells when he drinks so uh let's just hope he gets that deal over the line before she comes to her senses but congrats to the uh soon to be very happy couple yeah uh and thanks everyone again for tuning in to season seven episode 12 of the dfo podcast i am dylan berthium i'm peeps bondy for brock segan this has been the dfo podcast we'll see you guys back here next week maybe monday fall in love with those anaheim boys peace Broken down, so I walk the line. I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud. Make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.